employees, welcome back to another great episode of Plan Your Federal Benefits. I am your host today, my name is Dallin Haas, and it is going to be an incredible episode because it is Q&A. I have pulled a couple of questions and they're related, they're pretty similar, from the last few months that I have seen that I thought were good questions that I think the entire audience would find value in if we go over them so that you know what people are asking and what the answers are because it is very confusing as I have done a lot of reading online on federal employee websites, all these things. There's a lot of misinformation about your benefits, about your retirement, what the best options are. And so hopefully my channel can be a source of the good answers, answers that make sense, that are simple enough to understand, to execute on, and to get great results from. So let's go over. I have two, not three, two, two questions that um, I think are super helpful for all of us today. So let's jump right in. So the first is a comment slash question. And this gentleman says, hey, I liked your article about Medicare and FEHB. I learned a lot more, more about my insurance. But what I'd like to see is the same article, but throwing TRICARE for life into the mix. Needless to say, I am a retired federal civil servant and retired military. So I am sure many of you, many federal employees are in that same boat, meaning you are already a retired military vet, right? You have the military retirement, which means you are eligible for and probably have TRICARE. So I, when I first got introduced to the federal community, I was very surprised by how many did in fact have retired from the military, right? So this is pretty darn common for someone to have TRICARE, but then retire as a civil servant or as a federal employee as well. So because of cost, many of these military retirees that are also federal retirees decide to keep TRICARE instead of FEHB, right? So their question is, and his question is, when we hit age 65 and Medicare comes into the picture, what does that look like? What are the decisions to make? So in my article about FEHB and Medicare, the decision is basically, if you simplify everything down, should you take Medicare Part B or not? That's the decision as a federal employee who does not have TRICARE. That's the decision that you have to make. Now, if you want to learn more about that, check that out. I have a video. I have some articles on that. Definitely check that out. But the question that he has is, hey, I don't have FEHB. I have TRICARE, and then it'll turn into TRICARE for life at 65. What, what is the decision that I have to make? Now, actually for TRICARE participants, the decision is a lot easier because Medicare Part B is required, right? There's no decision to make. You have to be enrolled in Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B to have TRICARE for life at 65. Now, one of the big differences between having FEHB in Medicare and TRICARE for life and Medicare is that you still have to pay your FEHB premiums plus um, Medicare Part B premiums. So the cost of having FEHB and Medicare is typically higher than having TRICARE for life and Medicare. So hopefully that gives you some perspective of kind of what normally happens when it comes to FEHB, Medicare, and TRICARE for life and Medicare. So if you're approaching those ages and you are in one of those boats, whether just a federal retiree or a military retiree, retiree and a Fed, right? You got to know how these kind of work 
and what options make the most sense for you. So I don't know what situation you're in, but definitely, definitely, definitely look up more information about which one applies to you. So that was the first question that I definitely wanted to give some context with so that we all kind of understood how things work. Okay, next question. They said, hey, thanks for the very comprehensive look at Medicare for federal employees who have FEHB. And I'm getting inundated by calls asking me to sign up for one of the many Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage plans. But from what I gather from your, your, from your presentation, if I enroll in Medicare Parts A and B, since I already have FEHB insurance with my Blue Cross Blue Shield basic option, I don't really need a Medicare supplement or Advantage plan. Is this correct? Okay. So if you summarize that whole thing, she's saying, hey, I have Blue, Cro Blue Cross Blue Shield basic plan. So I'm going to keep my FEHB in retirement. And I'm also going to enroll in Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. The question is, do I need a Medicare Advantage or Supplement plan? Now, basically, in a nutshell, what these supplement plans do is because Medicare Parts A and Medicare Parts B don't cover everything, Medicare Part B only covers about 80% of the eligible expenses. So these supplements come in and cover a lot of things that Medicare, the regular parts A and B, don't cover. That's what the supplements do in a nutshell, right? Obviously it depends on the specifics of each plan, but that is the general principle. Now, when you have FEHB, that is what FEHB does as well. So basically, if you enroll in Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, and you have FEHB, Medicare becomes your primary insurance. And then, for eligible expenses, of course, anything that Medicare doesn't pick up, FEHB will come in as a secondary insurance and pick up the tab at that point. So basically, your FEHB is gonna act as a supplement plan to Medicare, right? Now, I don't know your specific situation. I don't know exactly you know, what FEHB plan you have, exactly, and I don't know what supplements you're looking at. But in general, many federal employees find it very sufficient to have the FEHB plan, Medicare Part A, and most of the time, many federal employees have Medicare Part B. It doesn't always make sense, but that is generally the decision that people make. So, hopefully that is helpful. In a nutshell, to answer that question very simply, you probably don't need a Medicare supplement or Advantage plan. You probably just don't need it, right? The real question is, should you take on Medicare Part B as a federal employee who doesn't have TRICARE? If you have TRICARE, you have to take Medicare Part B. If you don't, if you just have FEHB, then you have to decide, should I take Medicare Part B or not? So this was probably very confusing if you're not familiar with all the acronyms I'm using, all the different plans that I'm using, but definitely, 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 for especially those that are approaching age 65, approaching retirement, and thinking about how you're going to make sure you have the good and the appropriate health insurance coverage that you need, this is something that you want to be well versed in. And if I was speaking and it was confusing for you, which it probably was, I was going fast, right? <laughs> Do some more research. Learn the vocab, learn the decisions that you have to make coming up, coming up to age 65, because there's some big ones, right? There's gonna be Social Security starting at 62, there's gonna be Medicare, there's gonna be some big decisions that if you get them right, it'll lay a foundation for a great retirement. If you get them wrong, it'll just add some speed bumps and some pain points in retirement. So going in with all the knowledge that you need to make a great decision, 
makes a great, great difference. So like I said, I've done some other articles on Medicare, FEHB, TRICARE. Check those out if you want to learn more. But those are the questions that I'm going over today. If you have any questions that you want me to address, put in the comments below. I'll do my very best to get to them. So have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time.